It's a world ravaged by a global pandemic. People are desperate and ideologies are more divided than ever. No, this isn't today's headlines. We're talking about The Last of Us Part 2. Welcome to Breaking Board. been three years since we've recorded an episode of breaking board what why where have we been what have we been up to i guess the more question is why would we even come back why would we want to do this again where where are we what are we doing where are we going you know three years three years it's a long time (laughs) here we are again so so we're we're, we're back to do this and, and talk about video games and and there's a lot that's been going on in the world right now there's a lot that's been happening it just felt like the right time right absolutely uh we are both going crazy in our own personal quarantines (laughs) you you are living in chicago i'm now living in seattle let let me talk a little bit about why how we stopped because it's probably mainly my bad yeah so in 2017 dave and i were recording this show i think we did about seven 16 or seven 17 episodes it was 17 um and funny enough we did an episode on the last of us too i think when it was announced which i should probably go back and listen to but anyways um and in 2017 i had a child uh and then i decided to pick up and move to seattle um to start a new job and then we never really returned to it and then i had a second kid and i basically had no time and we just kind of dropped it uh and i don't i don't know what really made us want to start it again other than i don't know maybe... I, 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 I could tell okay. you exactly okay happened. go for so, it you know we floated around for two years you were doing your thing i was doing my thing you know everything was going <laughs> all right uh you know, and then this thing happened. Uh, I, I believe uh, it's a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole COVID-19 coronavirus stuff. Uh, so as for you and as for me, we've both been uh, working from home mm-hmm. uh, since March. And hell, it's been kind of boring. Uh, one thing we've had to do or been able to do is play video games. And one of the biggest video games to come out uh, in the last, I don't know, five years for me would be, uh, the last of us part two, uh, a sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I don't think we ever talked about the last of us, uh, back when we were doing the show, the first run, um, I'm sure it was brought up. I'm sure I was a little disappointed that we never talked about it, but, uh, uh, but here we are, we're talking about the sequel. Um, Last of Us Part Two. It's a highly rated or highly anticipated sequel to one of the most popular games of the last decade. Uh, the game was has been highly divisive online, with a large contingent of inter- internet users railing against the plot, characters, and events of the game. It follows Ellie four years after the events of the first game, and takes her to Seattle, where most of the game takes place. She is accompanied by Dina, a young love interest. The plot takes many twists and turns, and we'll get into all that, but only after we provide a spoiler warning. Major spoiler warning if you have not played the original Last of Us, if you have not played The Last of Us 2, and you do not want to be spoiled, turn this shit off right away. 
uh, because we're going to yeah, get turn it off. We're th- this game, uh, like I said, it's a little divisive, but it's best experienced on your own and spoiler free. Um, we're going to get into a lot of it and we'd love if you play the game and then join us on that because you know, we're, we're really going to dig in. Like it's, it's no holds barred. Our opinions full, full stop on this thing. Um, so if you haven't played it, you can stop now. Uh, or if you just don't care about spoilers, I've known these people, they exist (laughs) where people actually go seek out spoilers. I dated a girl like that. She's like, I'm going to read Wikipedia before we go see the movie. I'm like, why in the hell would you do that? Actually, (laughs) since we're talking about spoilers, one thing we should actually at least mention is that I think there was a lot of um, disappointment from um, the the gaming community when some of The Last of Us Part 2 was actually leaked. I don't know if you remember, Uh, but but a couple of months, I think, prior to release, there was some sort of leak that happened. Um, fortunately I kind of avoided that, like the plague, I was super busy. I wasn't browsing forums. I wasn't browsing Reddit. Um, so I, I, I think that might have leaked, uh, a couple of different plot points some significant ones. So I think people were naturally pretty pissed off. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I will tell you, I did, um, while I was going through the game or while, while I started the game, let's say, and I was in the first couple of hours, I made the mistake. You know what? You know me. You know I have an issue. And that issue is that I read a lot of random shit on the internet and I go to like, I'll go to Reset yep. Era, which I, which is amazing. I'll go, to, I'll, I'll go to The Last of Us Reddit and people are just spoiling shit. So I did see, like, it was very disappointing to be at the beginning of the game and then see some spoilers for Endgame. I was super pissed. I didn't mention this to you. But it definitely mm-hmm. ruined some of the fun and the surprise for me. So please, yeah. again, if you're listening to this and you haven't played this game, it's an awesome game. It is pretty long. It's about 20 to 25 hours, but this, this, the plot is very interesting. It's entertaining. Please, please, please play the game um, first if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, it's, it's a long one. Like you said, 25. Well, you said 20 to 25. I'd say more it's 25 to 30, uh, depending I think you um, took your time because I think my first and I maybe I blazed through it a little bit because I have a kid. I have two kids. So yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm trying to get in my gaming time. So I think I fit my first uh, my first completion of like 20 to 23 hours. But yeah, uh, okay. it's, a, it's right. either way. It's a, it's a long enough. game. Yeah. All right. If you're single and you have nothing going on, it could take 25 <laughs> to 30 hours. If you have kids and you're rushing through and you're like, fuck it, I don't want to collect some things. That it's twenty to twenty five. I actually exactly your mileage. <laughs> your mileage. Your mileage may vary yes. just depending okay. on your life circumstances. So, okay. so Dave, let's let's get into kind of the nuts and bolts of the game. I think you know before we dive into the Last of Us Part Two, uh, given the game is kind of a direct continuation of the first title, uh, I think we need to at least give a, a high level summary of the original game and plot. So, so is I'm this going to saying, let you. Is yeah, this, this is me teeing you up. Oh, 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 yeah. But here's what I was going to say. And I was going to say, oh, what if you took, uh, we took this and then we turned this into a Last of Us 1 episode and then we did a part two <laughs> episode. Uh, that was Last of Us part two, you know, and then we'd have two episodes and, and I'd get my episode for the first game. I, I don't I, think we're doing that. I don't think we're, I don't, we're not doing that on the fly because I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. I mean, of course, you and I remember the first game and we can probably chat about it. And I think that we can, uh, you know, just see what happens. But I say that, you know, because of all the amazing preparation that we've done, you especially, you put together a, just an amazing outline for The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I say we just kind of dive right into the sequel. 
of course, still give it a summary of the first game, a plot, because that's very important. All right, well then, uh, how about you give that overview? You know what, what happened in that first game? It, <laughs> right, you got to put me on the spot. I, I you, you, yeah, you, damn do right you, I do. Do you realize though, if you go back to the old episodes, whenever it's like, hey Dave, let's let's like, you know, let's let's talk about the plot of this game, or let's talk about what happens. Like, I always tee that up to you because you're just so much better at it than I am at <laughs> explaining things. Like, I'm kind of the color, like, I'm the color commentary guy. Um, and uh, and you're just very good. At well, 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 look, I can, I can, I can, I can tee up the first game because, God damn it, that was one of my one of my favorite. Yeah, games exactly. Of all time. I don't want to take that um, away from you. I, I played through The Last of Us Part One, uh, although it's just, just called Last of Us. You know, it's not called Part One. They, we didn't know if there was going to be a sequel or not. Anyway, yeah, that game just blew me away. Um, I, I I bought it on the PS3 first. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the remastered version came out on the PS4 um, after release, and I bought that as well. Um, me too. But I played through the game three or four times on the PS3, um, and two times on the PS4, one of them being on the crushing difficulty. So yeah, I got pretty good at that game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially, it's kind of like your classic zombie outbreak story, but with a little bit of a twist. It's all deals on cordyceps and the affection uh, that goes to the brain. If you know what cordyceps are in nature, it's a fungus. It's a fungal infection uh, that will root in the base of the nervous system or the, the uh, base of the brain or, or whatever creature <laughs> it is. So what the cordyceps does is it will it will it will kind of give instructions to the uh, the creature usually like something like an ant or a spider or something uh, and you know it'll like say guide you know it'll kind of zombify uh, mm-hmm. that creature and, and make them move like say to the top of a tree so that it gets eaten by a bird and then it gets shit out and 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 the parasite goes somewhere else you know and it just it keeps continuing and spreading itself and it's it's just and this posits hey what if that totally fucked up thing that happens to animals what if it happened to people you know and uh and this is really what happens and there's this outbreak um the first game picks off where the outbreak is happening and you have the character the main character is joel um and he's got his daughter sarah and he's trying to they're trying to get out and you know, with, a bunch of stuff his, ensues with his, his bro- brother, yeah, with yes, his brother, yeah. Tommy. Tommy is yeah. an important character. So it's yeah. the brothers, Joel and Tommy and, and Joel's daughter. Um, they tried to escape during the outbreak, but, uh, you know, it, obviously spoilers, his daughter dies, um, which brings it cuts off there and then brings us to Boston uh, years later. And. Uh, yeah, man, we could get into a lot of details. We're not going to do that. But anyway, Joel gets tasked with bringing this girl who turns out she's immune uh, to the fungal infection right. and she, to bring she, her she gets all, all the way to California. No, uh, California. no, no, Salt, no, no, Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City. I just really wanted to say California. California. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, basically Ellie uh, gets bitten at some point prior to the events of the first game and then she doesn't turn and she they determine that she's immune and this this you know naturally 20 years later um civilization is kind of fucked up there's there's various kind of groups and militias that have formed and so joel is tasked to your point with bringing ellie who's now immune to this this group called the fireflies um, because they want to see if they can essentially build uh, a vaccine, right? They can inspect a her. Cure. I, mean, a I think cure, they call it a cure. cure. Yeah. 
Um, and so that that's basically the premise of the game. And Joel and Ellie kind of set on this adventure to kind of cross the country and, and bring her to the Fireflies in Salt Lake City. And it's hard to describe without playing, but I think one of the reasons that the game was also kind of so well received is that the story, the voice acting, uh, everything just feels so much more natural and believable and real compared to many other video games of that time that released in 2013. Um, and, you know, I, I recall playing that game and then playing other titles and they just felt like these other titles just felt like such a big step backwards in terms of story development, character development, yes. voice acting, uh, mo- the kind of motion acting. And, you know, you, when you play a Naughty Dog game, especially The Last of Us 1, is like the story was just so real, so believable, and it was paced so well that you just like it just never lets up. And I remember just. Yeah, it, it, in fact, like the gameplay was fun, but the story and like the the journey was and the, and the cutscenes, which I really would say most of the times I'm like so bored from a cutscene, I'm just like get me the fuck back to the game. But the cutscenes and the story were just so good and so interesting that you just like wanted to see more of it. Yeah, it's so good. In fact, so I was at a bonfire last night, and I was actually telling one of my friends, like I've told him previously, I'm like, you have to play the last Wait, of us. Dave, a social I don't know why. Scene? Did you social I was, distance? I, I, I was I was social distance. Okay, I just I was very sure. safe. Uh, we were outdoors. Um, good, I took good. a mask in the Uber there. I, I, I take the precautions. Everything good, was good. good. Please continue. Uh, so. My bad. I just I just care about you. I want to make sure you want to stay safe. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm, I've been I've been very good. Uh, but anyway, so he, but he's just like, oh yeah, I'll get around to it. I'm like, no, seriously, you have to play this game. Like it is just that good. Um, it's so well done. And I'm like, even if you turn down the difficulty to the easiest level and just experience it from mm-hmm. an emotional level, um, then do that. Um, even if you don't and you can rush through it, like, I don't care, but uh, you need to just experience this any way you can. hundred percent. Um, me personally, I enjoyed the challenge. Um, yeah. I loved the gameplay. The gameplay is very methodical. It's very, um, uh, the, all of the movement is very deliberate. Um, you don't, uh, you're not like, it's not a run and gun type of thing. You know, resources are scarce. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but it has some survival horror elements to it, but I wouldn't sure. say it's part of that genre. No. Um, it's definitely part of the like kind of stealth, yeah. um, stealth genre overall. Um, but it does do some action things incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to use stealth a lot more in the harder difficulty levels where the resources are a lot more constrained. Um, so you kind of depending on where the difficulty level is, is how you have to adjust your play, which, you know, makes sense. So, um, yeah, the gameplay is great. It's amazing. It is to your point, very, very methodical. Let's talk a little bit about the story. Um, so as we said, kind of Joel is uh, tasked with making this cross country trip and to, you know, to bring Ellie to the fireflies to find a cure. Um, and I think he's, you know, na- naturally initially put off by Ellie, right? Ellie's trying to mm-hmm. almost build kind of a, a friendship with him, a relationship, and he just doesn't give a shit, right? He lost his daughter. Joel lost he's, his daughter. She's, she's a means to an end, essentially. Yeah. And yep. his end is to get some guns. And that's yeah. really about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so that's uh, where his priorities lie, is getting guns. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he's and he's just like, you know, he's, he's, lo- he, he's basically had to survive for the last 20 years. He's not the same guy that he was 20 years ago. He lost his daughter. He just doesn't give a shit, right? Like you said, it's right. a means to an end. And so naturally, you know, over time, um, slowly he, they start to build a relationship as one might 
do with kind of you know traveling across the country with somebody and also there's one point in the game which i think we've got to just talk about very quickly which is totally badass there's a point in the game where joel gets very severely injured mm. um, ellie basically takes care of joel and they, the, the game cuts because the whole in the whole game you, to, up until that point you've been playing as joel and then all of a sudden you're playing as ellie and you're basically playing as ellie and you're basically trying to find medicine for joel and things like that anyways naturally after all that happens um, Joel begins, you know, they begin to build a relationship. Joel cares for Ellie. Um, and it then turns into a father daughter type dynamic. Right. Um, he starts to kind of put that on her, yeah. uh, you know, uh, like his feelings for his daughter, he kind of places them in a different spot onto Ellie. Mm-hmm. And so then Dave, I'll let you take kind of this part. Let's get into kind of how the story ends, um, which is kind of, why, how we kind of parlay this in the, the second game. A, 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 absolutely heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> so at the end of the game, you get to Salt Lake City, you get to the Fireflies, and basically uh, they tell Joel, look, um, yeah, uh, we're going to dig into her brain. Uh, this is going to kill her. Um, but this is what we have to do. This is what we need to do for humanity. So either nut up or get the fuck out, Joel. Um <laughs> And that's pretty much what it was. And Joel, you know, didn't take kindly to that. And and he's like, you know, I, is this really is this really worth it? Is this worth the life of this girl that, you know, I've been see, taking care of for all this time? And, and is this is this how it ends? And, and one thing to add, it's not like they gave Ellie a choice. They didn't even tell her. No, right? they didn't. They give didn't. Her, they, didn't they, they didn't let her know. They just put her under, and she, yeah. she was game with whatever they wanted to do. I guess. Um, and uh, Joel just kind of, kind of, kind of goes a little nuts uh, and decides he's going to go on a killing spree and just kill everybody and save uh, Ellie. Um, and at this point in the game, uh, it was the first time in a game where I really took the controller and said, "No, no, no! I don't want to do this. I don't want to <laughs> be doing this." And it's so weird, you know. Up until this point, for fifteen. 20 hours, whatever. I've been, I've been killing everything that moves. Uh, I've been killing people, zombies, whatever. But as soon as, but it's all contextual. Like these were like bad guys, you know, there were a lot of bad people who were, who were trying to hurt you. And, and, and now you have this, like this group that's like trying to, you know, at least on its face, it's a noble cause. Uh-huh. And then you're, and then you're tasked with essentially, you don't have a choice, but to just run towards that operating room and go save Ellie. It's like all you can do, yeah. and 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 you do it despite yourself, uh, and you keep pushing, and more guys come, and more gruesome things happen, and you just keep going. Uh, and, the, and the interesting thing, right, is that at some point you make it to Ellie's room, um, mm-hmm. and I think I remember reading that. Uh, I feel like we're gonna, we're like this is gonna be the longest episode ever, but uh, <laughs> I I feel like at some point I remember reading that um, you know, you're, you 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 get past all these guys uh, and you make it to the operating room. And I think initially or originally naughty dog, the developer intended for that scene to be a cut scene where Joel would have then uh, killed the doctors and kind of taken Ellie and left. But <clears throat> naughty dog is very smart. And they said, well, let's make, let, let's make the player incredibly uncomfortable and make them have to do this for themselves. So they turned it into a gameplay sequence where, you know, you, you basically, you have no choice but to kill the doctor, ah. right? You just have to. Uh, well, 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 well. To be fair, you could choose to do nothing, um, which I have. But well, what all happens? that. Ha- 
all that happens is after a certain amount of time, the game takes over and Joel shoots the doctor in the face. Okay. Okay. So either way that Joel kills the doctor, you end up getting Ellie and leaving. Uh, I think, you know, Joel must find a car and Ellie just wakes up and is kind of like, where am I? Uh, and Joel essentially lies to her and says, Hey, you know, there were, there were dozens of other kids like you. They found, they inspected you. They weren't able to find anything. There's no cure. The cure is Uh, bullshit. And then the the coolest thing I think about the end game is after that sequence, you're now uh, in control of Ellie and Joel and Ellie are kind of, I think, making their way to see Tommy uh, in Jackson, right? Um, Yeah, there's a whole subplot um, where Tommy has that uh, town of Jackson. Um, And there's a a whole sequence where you're getting power to the town through the the dam and all that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, we don't need to get into all that. But, yeah, basically Tommy has this kind of uh, refuge uh, in in Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming, uh, and that's and, where Joel and Ellie are going to go live now. And in um, the game, basically, you know, Ellie, you're controlling Ellie. You're walking kind of through this forest, this waterfall, and then all of a sudden, there's a cutscene where, and I don't know the exact, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but Ellie is kind of like. You know, do you swear what happened happened, or, or you know, is, is that really what happened? Like, tell me the truth. Do you swear? And Joel says, "I swear." And then, like, they just shows Ellie kind of they cut back to Ellie, which is okay, and the game ends. Like, that's the end of the game, and you go right into the credits, which was right. just like yeah, such such an amazing ending. Um, <laughs> to leave it at to leave it at that note, right? Yeah, and it's not like it's unsatisfying. It was definitely a satisfying ending. It's one that made you think. And that's one thing I appreciated. Um, You got to kind of make your own decision. Like it kind of started a conversation point of, you know, was Joel justified doing this? Um, And really, it's it's an unsolvable question. Um, It really depends on your perspective and your point of view um, as as to whether uh, Joel's actions were actually warranted to, Mm -hmm. to do, I mean, kill essentially innocent people. We don't know how innocent they are, but um, for all intents and purposes, all he knows, they are innocent people. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a pretty fucked up thing. It really makes you think and, and you could debate about it forever and, and you'll, 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 you'll never get a consensus. <laughs> I don't think. That's, that, yeah, that's exactly right. So, so let's, so we've spent a lot of time on the first game. We we're going to go straight into the Ooh, sequel. I guess, uh, I guess I got my wish of having the uh, episode <laughs> you, of the first game. Huh? You did. Uh, so seven years later, in, in, in the real world, uh, as we said, the first game came out in 2013. In 2020, just about a month ago, The Last of Us Part Two was released. Uh, I believe Naughty Dog has been working on the game at least since Uncharted 4 was released, you know, maybe for the last four or five years. Um, and it really... Yeah, I thought takes, they said it was in development for six years total. Uh, that's all I heard. That just shows, shows you how long and difficult game development can be if it takes six years to build a game. <laughs> and like a this. lot of fucking people. A lot of people. Um, so, Dave, uh, as I did with the first game, walk us through, because you're so good at this, walk us through kind of where the second game kind of starts and kind of what happens in some of the early plot development. Ooh, well, I don't know this game as well as the first one, but hey... And uh, it's been a while since I played through it now. You know, we, we kind of waited a few weeks to do this yeah. episode because we, uh, you know, we had some priorities to take care of. We had to do some things. Um, but I mainlined this game in like a weekend. Uh, I spent mm-hmm. 25 hours between Friday and Sunday completing this thing. 
Um, that would have been a great time to do this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but here we are. Um, so basically, uh, this story takes place essentially four years after the end. So Ellie was 14. Now she's, what, 18? Mm-hmm. Um, she's a young woman. Uh, she's living in Jackson. Uh, Joel is there as well. And you can tell their relationship is a little bit strained. And you don't really know why. Um, and the game kind of fills that out over time. It's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting way they, they dole out the plot. Yep. They don't they do not do it in the same way that they did in the first game, which was very linear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, what do you call that, uh, flashbacks mm-hmm. um, to, to, to previous scenarios and, and, and um, interactions with some of these characters, um, especially between characters like Ellie and Joel. Um, that you don't know, like when this kicks off, you, you're, you're kind of caught in the middle of whatever's happening. Like, uh, the town was going through some stuff. Ellie, you know, there was like a, a party and Ellie kissed a girl and there was a big, but, but that big all comes, but that all comes at the end of the game for, for players, right? Like that stuff doesn't come at the beginning. Well, that's not true because they do tell about it at the beginning. That's exactly what happens. She that's wakes true. up and they're like, that's Oh, the, the town's talking about you right that's now true. because you that's kissed true. Dina. So that's no, true. it's not the end of the game. They only show that's it at true. the end of the game. That's true. That's so, true. That's true. So, so, uh, yeah, you're right. Ellie and Joel are in Jackson. Um, Ellie has a love interest named Dina. Um, and as I think, you know, Ellie and and Joel and others are doing many days, they're kind of, you know, periodically making rounds around the outskirts of Jackson to clear infected, make sure they could keep their kind of city and safe. And so, um, Ellie and Dina and others go on kind of, you know, their, their typical rounds, um, as does, uh, Joel and Tommy. Uh, and then what happens? Okay. So this is where things get weird. Um, and we're not, you know, we're not going to go into every detail about this game, but this, this, this setup right here is like one of the most important cruxes of this game. And you start going on your patrols and you end up, let's see, uh, finding refuge somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then it switches to a character. I was so confused. I actually think, just I can't remember exactly specifically, but I think that happens like as soon as you leave Jackson to go on your round, I think it switches to, to, to this other character, which her name is Abby. And yeah, uh, her and this group of people that she's with are kind of asleep and she kind of wakes up and begins to talk to this other character, uh, Owen. Um, and you, you end up controlling this character, Abby, right then and there. And you're kind of like, yes, you're you're like, who? If you so, Abby, yeah, I, you're like, who the fuck is Abby? And why am I playing as Abby? <laughs> well, I didn't even know it was Abby. I'm like, is this Dina? Like, what happened here? Because it was like such a quick cut. You know, you're you're with you're with Ellie, and then you're with Dina, and then yeah. it cuts to this girl. You're like, all right, this doesn't look like anybody I with, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. I this is this Dina? Is this somebody else at Jackson? I I don't know what's going on. What the hell? What the fuck happened? Um, so you yeah. so, so, so you play as Abby, um, and you kind of you know make your way to. Uh, you know, outside of this mansion that that she's in with Owen and her kind of her posse. Um, yeah, Owen's they, like, I gotta show you something. Here, yeah. Come with me. Let's let's yeah. go. 
Uh, and, and you're kind of wondering what the hell, but you're following him. It's kind of one of these story moments um, that Naughty Dog kind of does very well. They're just traversing through and, you know, there's a lot of nice scenery and, and, and viewscapes and things. Um, but you're still just very confused at, at this very moment when this is happening. I'm, I'm sure and, everyone has that same experience. And as you said, with kind of like flashbacks, the game is kind of taking some liberties with kind of, you know, flashing to abby and then flashing back to ellie and then it's like there's just there's just a lot happening and so you you have these constant sequences in the early game where you're kind of like switching characters multiple times between abby and ellie um anyways abby and owen kind of come across uh jackson from afar uh and then it switches back to ellie you're with you're with dina as playing as ellie and kind of you know looking at some uh kind of fighting some infected and as you said, at some point there becomes this big like blizzard and uh, Ellie and Dina get stuck or kind of they, they get they get kind of lost and they need to take shelter um, in this building, which they do. And somehow they they go into the building and they end up finding a bunch of weed. <laughs> they smoke <laughs> weed. Uh, that was the bookstore, right? And there was uh, Eugene's yeah. weed stash in the basement. Yeah. And they're like, hey. Let's let's get high. Yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta a, ride out this storm. What else? There's is there? there's, there's there's no police. It's legal now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and so they are. Um, and then and then then so again to make this confusing, it flashes back to a- Abby. Abby has kind of set off out on her own. She's Owen did not want to come with her. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, she wanted to do something. Yeah, Owen didn't want to. You don't really know why, and it, 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 you, but she's like, "Fuck this! I'm doing this on my own." Um, and so you just take control and you start moving. Uh, you don't really know where you're going because you're like, she knows what her motives are. We have yeah. no idea what her motives are. We're right. just gonna follow the game where it kind of wants us to go. So you're like leading Abby, yet she's leading you, really. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So from a game, I'll start talking about from a gameplay perspective, this actually starts off one of my favorite aspects of the gameplay. And and it sounds stupid, but there's these chase sequences. So you run into affected as Abby and and these, these uh, runners, uh, I think they're called runners, right? Mm -hmm. Start, Mm -hmm. start chasing you down the mountain Mm -hmm. and you're just, you're just running, running, running. And it's just a really cool sequence and, you know, narrow escapes and, 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 and eventually get to a point where she's stuck and who's going to save her out of this situation when she's at her lowest point? Joel and Tommy. <laughs> I didn't know if you were leaving that pause for me. <laughs> you had like a good you could you could you could have taken yeah, it if you wanted. I, 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 was, I just got I was put going it to, there. but I wasn't sure. So so yeah. So so Joel and Tommy. She runs into Joel and Tommy. Obviously, she doesn't know who they are at the time. Um, and the three of them are kind of holed up in this place trying to fight kind of you know hundreds of infected that are trying to rush in so you have this interesting gameplay sequence where you're with joel and tommy playing as abby uh fighting off some infected trying to escape uh and eventually you do escape um and you know uh abby kind of mentions to joel and tommy that hey i have some friends we're staying at this mansion you can there's supplies you can come with us right because Uh, of the blizzard there was no way they're actually going to get home like we can't get back to jackson but she's like hey i got this house Let's yeah. go on up there. And Abby, basically, you find out, gets super fucking lucky um, because it turns out that she is looking for Joel. Uh, she's who, She's been looking for Joel all along. 
Uh, and I don't think it it doesn't tell you why. They don't tell you why. They don't tell you why. Uh, you know, she's just pissed. She's pissed and- at Joel. And she finds out his name is Joel, and there's a light that switches in her brain, being like, "It's go time, motherfuckers." And so they they go back to the mansion, um, and you know, Joel and uh, Tommy are kind of you know they they shelter in the mansion and they start chatting. Uh, and as soon as you know, Tommy introduces himself, says, "I'm Tommy. This is my brother Joel." Um, the kind of the the tone in the room changes, and everybody kind of mm-hmm. you know they, they have almost kind of a, a sinister look, and uh, and then Joel just yeah. gets the fucking shit exactly. kicked out of him. Well, he's like, sounds like you know who we are. She's like, as a matter <laughs> of fact, we do. And she shoots him in the leg with oh, a yeah. shotgun. Yeah. Um. And you know we don't need to get into all the grisly details. Um. But it it's switches very- back to Ellie. Um, One thing and, we should mention, though, Dave, is that the first mm, game was certainly like violent. This game is like very gruesome and violent. It is, it is just a little uncomfortable, more uncomfortable to watch than the first game, I'd say. Yes, like it uh, is, like it is, it is very detailed. Um, it is very gruesome. It is very realistic, uh, especially in terms of the sound design. And you know, yeah. we'll talk about sound a little bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. Um, as we go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just emphasizes the gruesomeness that much more. So, uh, so as you were saying, at that point, of naturally, another cut happens, and you cut back to Ellie. Um, why can't I remember uh, uh, Jesse? Jesse, uh, who is mm. Dina's ex-lover, kind of runs in, finds uh, Ellie and, and Dina, and says, hey, we haven't been able to find Joel, so now you're playing as Ellie. You go kind of find this mansion. Uh, you're playing as Ellie, and you kind of uh, make your way to the mansion. You hear Joel screaming, and you enter the door. and Joel, And then a cutscene plays, and Ellie is essentially kind of stopped, um, and she sees that Joel has been kind of, you know, completely beaten up, tortured, um, just fucked up, just completely <laughs> fucked up, right? And 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 kind of begs them to uh, let Joel go. Go, and Abby kind of says, you know, fuck that, and grabs a golf club and just, you know knocks him in the head and, and murders him right in front of Ellie. And it's, yeah. And, and that's where that, uh, that sound design really, oh, really man. kicks into gear there with that Too nine much. iron going into his skull. <laughs> you can, Jesus. It, yeah. It was, uh, it was a little much. Uh, and then the game basically, and again, this is all, wait, this was taking place. Oh yeah. This was, this was taking place four years later. And then the, basically the, you know, the game kind of, fast forwards a little bit it feels like they've had a funeral for for joel and and uh ellie is naturally super fucking pissed off and wants uh deeply desires revenge uh to yeah, this we, we haven't we haven't touched on like the emotionality um yeah. that comes out of this and that uh you know obviously ellie and joel had a very strong uh, relationship mm-hmm. um obviously we, we knew something was but kind of we're, we're in the middle of a little bit of something going on between them. Um, but there was still, you know, they're, they're still kind of family in a way. And for sure, you know, basically she just watched her dad die. Yeah. Um, in her mind, that's what happened. Her, her, her dad was just killed in front of her. Um, and you know what? She's got revenge on the brain. This is a girl who has been raised in violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been raised in violence her entire life. Uh, her entire identity is almost, um, revolves around violence and and mm-hmm. i think it's easy to forget that mm-hmm. um that the world that these people have lived in is so brutal and so oh, harsh yeah. and that you know ellie's only lived uh in this world you know mm-hmm. where this virus has existed 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes you think about like in today's world, you know, where the coronavirus exists and the, obviously right. not nearly as bad as cordyceps, but it's going to be an interesting memory for these kids um, oh, yeah. going to school with masks on and uh, having to do the social distancing and um, all the divisiveness in the country and, and, and everything going on is that, you know, the, the circumstances around being raised that, that affects you um, mm-hmm. as you get older and as you mature. And so, um, you know, th- this does take that into account very well. Um, but we'll get into some of those finer points. And there, there are, there are points that people make about people's motivations in this game, mm-hmm. um, that I both agree with and disagree with. And I really think it depends on context, but I think yeah. those are kind of the interesting things I want to talk about and For not sure. just get in and not just get into all of the ticky tacky details of the plot. Obviously yeah. we're doing it early on because we have to kind of establish, you know, what's happening once it kicks off on the adventure. And essentially mm-hmm. that's what this is doing right here at this point in time is mm-hmm. where she's kicking off on her revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, they had saw that there was a patch on the, uh, on one of the jackets of one of the people that killed Joel that said Washington Liberation Front. Uh, and then she's like, you know what? Seattle, it's got to be Seattle. That's that's where that's from. How, they, how she knew that exactly? Not exactly sure. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to say. And I, I, it, it's not going to derail me at all. Um, so, so, so let's, uh, so I agree with you. I think you make a bunch of interesting points as well as what's, what's super interesting is, is kind of the parallels that you talked about. That's kind of of the things that are happening in the real world right now uh, with the coronavirus and, and some of the things that naturally happen in the game. So interesting timing of when we're, when this game was released and when we're playing it, given the world we live in. But, but so anyways, like, like we said, uh, Ellie, you know, is, is, deeply looking for revenge and, and this, this group uh, that did this to Joel. Uh, and so she and Dina kind of set out to, to your point, go to Washington liberation front, Seattle, kind of make their way to Seattle and, and find them and, and get revenge. Um, and to, and, and yeah, instead of kind of you know, running through every single plot point, one of the things that we should talk about that I think is very interesting about at least the kind of the early onset of this game is that, you know, Naughty Dog has traditionally been known for kind of building kind of very linear games, right? They're not open mm-hmm. world. They're they're kind of taking you through a very specific um, course and, and set pieces and things like that. Uh, and but Naughty Dog is very tightly, cool. very tightly paced, very yeah. narrative driven, very linear. Um, yeah. That is, that is what they've been doing. I mean, you would have small open environments. You'd have you know little things that kind of you can branch small. out. Yeah, yeah, you could you could you know, within, you know, maybe a hundred yards or something, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, nothing, nothing to, uh, you know, not, it's not going to be Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, you know? Right. And, and nor is kind of this sequence in the last of us part two, but there is kind of part in early game where, um, you know, Ellie is and Dina are kind of searching. I think they're searching for like gasoline to open some gate or something. Right. There's, there's, and- there's some, there's some gates that they need. They see a building, um, you find some writing about like this hotel where the, where they're staying. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to get there, you have to open this gate. Well, there's a series of generators that open the gates and this particular generator doesn't have any gas. Uh, so what you have to do is just go find gas. Um, and that's really your objective. It's not typical, huge open world, but you do have this notion of choice. Um, and you can go to various kind of you know, different points on the map and find various things. Like I think you can get, you know, you can get certain weapons earlier. You can find various tidbits about the world um, and what's happened. 
Uh, I think one of the coolest things that I have to talk about in this sequence, Dave, is there's this op- completely optional sequence where um, Ellie gets uh, into, the, you know, she finds kind of a music store mm. uh, and she picks up this guitar. And also, but we didn't, we, this we'll talk about really quickly, but like there's a cool guitar mechanic um, where you can actually play the guitar and it's actually quite complex and in-depth. Um, and Ellie ends up playing this kind of acoustic version of Take On Me, which is a popular song in the in the 80s. It's a really, really slow burn version of Take On Me. Yeah. It's, it's very minimalistic and, and actually very cool. It's it's awesome. And I saw that sequence and I was like, this is why Naughty Dog is the shit. Like this sequence is completely optional. You can completely miss it. But it's such a... Uh, it's a sequence that has a lot of depth and it's interesting to see and it's completely optional. So I thought it was super cool. So I had, I yeah, stumbled on that. And yeah. uh, I think that was actually the first building I went to in the open world section. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a really unexpected uh, surprise. And then being able to like play around with the guitar is very cool. And the, my first thought was like, man, people are going to make some really cool songs with this. Like, it's actually like, which they, which they did, them. yeah, which they, they have. did. You can group this all up, and it, people and people really, have been yeah. able to play uh, "Hurt" by uh, Nine Inch Nails slash Johnny Cash very well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that, that one I've seen, and it's and yeah. So, anyways, mm-hmm. it, it it was super cool mechanic um, and just a really fun sequence. Uh, but what 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 else did you think about kind of the the open world segment in general, Dave? So the first time through, I so I, I, I've played. I haven't played through the game twice, but I, I am on a second playthrough, um, and my second playthrough, I'm past that part. But on the mm-hmm. first playthrough, I just felt it really killed the pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm used to Naughty Dog games for the most part. You know, being very linear, um, kind of just taking you on this journey and not letting you kind of. Uh, direct where it's going to go not that there's anything wrong with that you know i play plenty of open world games where kind of the narrative is up to you but then when i play a naughty dog game that's not really what i'm looking for mm-hmm. um that's fair so I was, so i was just kind of thrown off by it and and i felt like i'm like i don't i, I kind of know where to go but this is kind of like i'm hunting and pecking for stuff like i would mm-hmm. do in like an assassin's creed game and i just I, I don't really care for doing that you know you do it because you have to but that's like right it's not what I want to be doing. Um, so I, I just felt it kind of hurt the pacing a bit, especially on the mm-hmm. first playthrough. I didn't feel that way in the second playthrough because I knew where to go. Yeah, that, that's very um, true. Yeah, And I so it was, it was, so I kind of breezed through it the second part and it didn't really hurt the pacing that time because mm-hmm. I, I, I knew what was going on and I was able to kind of breeze through it and it wasn't really a problem at all. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of felt that way in Uncharted 4 uh, during the same type of sequence. Uh, where you go oh, around yeah, in a yeah. Jeep with uh, yeah. Elena and Sully and you kind of go around this place in what was it, Peru or something? I, I don't know. Um, but it just, it, it just, I don't know. It just, it just, it just doesn't click with that style of game. Um, yeah. This very narrative driven. They do a really good job, especially with the, the conversations, you know, they do really good with like, uh, you start a conversation, you go off your horse or whatever, you go somewhere and then you come back and they pick up the conversation like, oh, as I was saying, you know, and, and they do a really good job with that kind of stuff of keeping the narrative. Um, but still, it's just it's just not the same. I don't know. I don't I don't know how to put my finger on it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I think there's this is also one particular topic that I think is is quite divisive uh, when you look at uh, some of the feedback from the community and from players. I, I actually really liked it. I didn't in my first playthrough 
like I said, because I was kind of trying to get to the game as quickly as possible because I just don't have much time. You know, I saw some of these sequences, but I definitely didn't go through all of the various aspects of this kind of mini open world. Um, so I kind of breezed through it, to be honest with you, and was very focused on finding the gas, <laughs> which was which was the, the, yep. the quest. Um, but to your point, the second time, I, I started on a second playthrough as well. The second time, I really enjoyed it because I agree with you. Once you kind of know what's going to happen, and you're not focused on the plot. You can kind of enjoy the world more, do more exploration. So, But I thought it was a, it was a cool... Uh, it was, it was a, a good effort and I think it was interesting. And it's also, it's not, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I'd say it's pretty short and it's the only segment of its kind, right? There's no other real open world segment. So it's kind of, yeah. it's almost like a little bit of experimentation that happens early on and then you're back to kind of the, the linear gameplay. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. It is cool. And, uh, but I'm torn on it because that first time through, you know, I really, um, it, it felt like it went on forever. Um, and I know it's short. It, it, it really is in hindsight. It is short, it's but for some reason short, at first, yeah. for some, for some reason that first time through, I felt like it lasted forever. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to move on to something a little bit more normal. Yeah. Uh, and, and eventually you do, you, you, you do get to that hotel, you know, once you go around, you pick up all the things, you go to the hotel and um, you can move on with a plot. And, and really from there on um, from that, from that point on, it pretty much stays a linear experience. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you do have more open areas than you ever had in the first game, but they're not open world like yeah. that part of Seattle. Like that just yeah. doesn't happen. That doesn't happen again, which right. makes it all the more weird that it's even in there to begin with. You kind of wonder, like, where, where were, what were they trying to do? Were they trying to do more of that like early mm-hmm. on and they decided not to do it? Or, you know, I wonder in the development where they're like, uh, should we do more open world? I don't know. Should we keep this in? Yeah, we put a lot of work into it. We should probably keep it in. <laughs> I, I actually think so, so Naughty Dog has done this in Uncharted 4. They've done this in Lost Legacy, which I didn't play. I think you did, and you said it was really good. And I liked it better than Uncharted 4. And I, and I think they, and again, they, they did it in this game. I, I see maybe there's a future where they kind of want to do more of this, so they're kind of doing, you know, uh, some level of experimentation in each game and making a short segment. But I, I thought it, I thought it was cool. But yeah, I think it's certainly a divisive topic. You know, while we're talking about this open world segment, this is one of the first real kind of introductions to you know some of the various gameplay mechanics um, as you kind of explore this mini part of Seattle. So let's actually talk about the gameplay a bit um, and kind of you know how it's improved upon uh, how it improves upon rather the first game. What would you sure. say, kind of, you know, that our, our our amazing listeners should know about kind of the gameplay experience in The Last of Us Part Two as compared to the first game? Uh, most importantly, there's you can jump. Um, <laughs> that was like the, this big inno- inno- innovation. Just like, oh my huge, God, you can press huge, the X huge like gameplay innovation <laughs> that you can jump in a video game. Everybody <laughs> thought it was impossible, uh, but they did it. And in 2020, you could finally it's, jump. It's 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 a I, I never thought I'd see the day, I swear. Uh, but here we are. We got a jump button. Pretty cool. Uh, so you can go across things and jump across things. Pretty sweet. Um, uh, we could talk about rope mechanics. Um, they actually created, did a whole rope thing. Or like, or with like uh, power cables and things like that. Um, swinging on ropes and 
there's really not a whole lot you do, but actually uh, the amount of work they put into it to do very little they did yeah. um, is impressive. Like you can take the rope and you can wrap it around things. You can, you can't really tie a knot, but you can almost do it. Um, it it's, it's kind of uh, incredible. It's, it's like a little fun to play around with. Yeah, it's, it's um, fun to play around with. Like the, the, I think what's, what's notable is the physics around the rope mm-hmm. are probably like the best physics you've ever seen for rope physics. I think in any game, at least that I've seen. And it's, and like to your point, like, you know, maybe you you use the rope. I'm trying to think maybe like four times in the entire (laughs) 25 hours. And it's so minimal, but you can, this is what Naughty Dog does so well. They just go go like, they really care about making things feel believable and realistic. And they go into depth. And take a detail and they just run with it. (laughs) Yeah. So the physics are just ridiculous when you toss the thing, when you pick it up and, and Ellie kind of, you know, takes the slack from the rope and pulls it in. It just looks so real. And it's like, wow who the fuck spent all this time doing this? Cause it just, it's just, it's crazy how detailed it is. But yeah, I thought that was cool. One of the other things that, that I kind of like Dave from the first game in the first game, you could, you know, naturally this game is, as we mentioned, is, is, is about stealth um, it, to a sense and you could crouch, but now you can go prone completely. Uh, and mm-hmm. that enables you, I think to you know, create kind of more dynamics in the gameplay in terms of how you kind of infiltrate various areas uh, getting around enemies, and I think um, it just it feels really good to kind of crawl. And you around. can you and you can crawl like under things, like yeah. crawl under cars. Or, That's right, That's or whatever. Right. It just kind of opens up your hiding possibilities. Uh, being able to go prone or uh, short grass, you yeah. can go into. Um, you know, because not every place is long grass, mm-hmm. so you would be awfully crappy if you got to a place and it had short grass and you, and you're like, I can't lay on the ground. Like, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So and, uh, I'm going to get detected. So I need to go to the long grass. Cause I, I'm only able to get into a crouch position. Um, planking is not something I can do. And, uh, uh, and we should mention that like the general gameplay is, is, you know, similar to the first game where, and you're trying to either get around, get around, or, or, or kind of eliminate the infected or other kind of human uh, enemies, uh, and you can kind of craft items with various uh, items and elements you find in the world. And there's third person uh, gunplay, which we should we should talk a little bit about the the one of the aspects of the gunplay, which I think is first off, it feels really good. It feels very visceral. Um, which is a, a word I know you like, Ooh. and and it's uh, taking my word, taking take your word. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about that's amazing is the sound design in this game is incredible. It's probably some of the best sound design I've ever heard. And and in the gameplay, I think it really manifests itself in many different ways, but especially uh, the the sounds of the weapons. I mean, when you just fire even the basic pistol, it just sound it has so much more. And I'm going to butcher this. I don't know how to describe this because I'm an audio poet. It's just so much more oomph, and it's just so much more of a, 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 I would say, a sound with a lot more detail compared to most games. And mm. it just that really just makes the gameplay feel that much better. Uh, I think a, a deep, rich sound, if you will, a, a deep, rich sound. It's like it's like basically going from mono in the first game to stereo in the second. It's like that. Mm. I think it's that much of a of a step up in terms of sound design. It's incredible. You, you know, it, it is important. Um, I was actually playing Far Cry Five today. Uh, I'm not going to get into that too much. Uh, definitely not on the level of this game, uh, but it's something to pass time in the life of times of coronavirus. And one thing I noticed <laughs> is that the feedback um, that you get, either when you're shooting or when you hit somebody, like you don't even know when you hit somebody. Like it's really mm-hmm. terrible yeah, that, with the feedback. That sucks. Yeah. Um, 
it's just it feels very artificial it feels very robotic and when you play games up to the caliber of say the last of us part two um or hell even the first game like that level of polish that they put into just all those little details um really come across when you put them in comparison with other things you're playing um so these little so these so these little details like ooh sound effects or whatever have you um that you don't think they mean anything until it's not there. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, this doesn't feel right. Um, And it just does everything so well with that sound design. Um, The whole stealth mechanic, like getting caught is kind of based on sound. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's a kind of a tone that kind of resonates whenever you're kind of in the sight of somebody. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a very, uh, it kind of gives you a little bit of anxiety because you're like, oh God, fuck, uh, I gotta move, I gotta move, I gotta move, I gotta move, I gotta move. Um, and if you get out of the way, great, uh, you're not gonna get found, but you don't really have any kind of like visual indicator of like somebody catching you. Uh, yeah. You just have to, you have to pay attention, you know, to these other signals that they're giving you. And I, it, it's a little bit more amorphous, um, but I kind of like that because life is amorphous, you know, life is not, you know, numbers and, you know, binary and all that. There's, there's so many other, you know, context things that happen in life. I'm okay with a little bit of ambiguity um, in the system. I'm glad you bring that up. I think, I think that's very much um, an intentional design naturally by Naughty Dog, the developer. I actually, sometimes I wish that the, the, the feedback around kind of when you're seen and, and kind of this, the feedback around the stealth in particular was a bit, um, I guess more there, there was more feedback for you, more detail. I found, you know, it's at some parts later on in the game when you're in environments where they're kind of multi-leveled and you've got people all around you kind of 360 degrees. I found it very difficult to know whether someone could see me, especially if it was somebody that was one floor above me. And I found that it was very difficult. I don't know what I would change, but I recall playing, you know, I do love the stealth genre in general and i don't want to say i can't it feels weird to even call the last of us to a stealth game because it's not um, but stealth is a part of the gameplay experience and I, I i just can't help but compare it to something like metal gear solid 5 which is like so the- you would prefer that when somebody sees you a big red question mark shows up above their head I mean something. I just, I, just, I don't, I don't know. Like the, the, the stealth, the stealth in the in, in Metal Gear Solid Five is just in my mind. It's like it's almost so perfect. Everything feels good. Everything you know, you, you never feel like you get cheated. And I'll be honest with you. In the last of us part two, I was, at times, especially in these later gameplay sequences, I was like, I just feel like I'm cheated. I've got all these guys around me. I get caught. I have no idea who saw me and how. I just heard that sound and I couldn't get that sound to go away, which means I. You know? I f- find that interesting because um, I never really felt frustrated. I, I oftentimes I felt uh, something went wrong. It was my fault. I didn't feel cheated by it. And here's why is because if you play this as purely a stealth game, I think you're playing it wrong. Um, I don't that's think true. this is a, I don't think this is a stealth game. I don't think it's a game that's meant to be played um, sneaking that's around true. in the shadows and picking off guys. Um, it's a survival game. And, I mean, it's 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 not a survival game like you know Minecraft or something like that. It's you're you're not like trying to eat and shit and stuff. Um, <laughs> you're 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 just doing whatever it takes to survive. And you know, if you play it in that way, don't be afraid to run. You know, if you mm-hmm. get caught in a scenario, run away. They actually have a really cool mechanic where, um, and I've never seen a game do this before. 
if you run to right at a guy, their accuracy gets more, uh, they, they, they yeah, become right. more accurate with their shooting. Right, if right, you are right. running away or running laterally to them, mm-hmm. uh, their aiming gets worse. Yeah. Um, so when you're running away, your chances of getting hit are way less. Um, so you, what I would do is run away, find some cover and reset myself and try to start the scenario over again and maybe try to pick off a couple guys in stealth. But knowing that I can't complete that entire scenario that way, run away, reset, do it all over again. And it makes for a very dynamic um, kind of gameplay situation. You know, one of my other favorite things saying emergent gameplay um, where we're <laughs> Guys just go somewhere because they maybe make a sound somewhere and they go there. And, you know, the way that in, the, in this game with the characters talk to each other and stuff like that, it kind of makes it even more dynamic. So I love just having those kind of emergent moments happen um, by running away and kind of testing the gameplay systems. So, so, so I think, I think you bring up a good point and it is something that's very true. The game is, the gameplay is very dynamic. And I think, you know, you, you'll notice that, um, especially if you get caught, um, right. You get, if you're in stealth and you get seen and that opens up a number of kind of interesting kind of, I would say varied gameplay experiences. Like if, if you, for example, got caught and you run away and somehow you, you die and you then restart that sequence, it's very like, it's very unlikely that that sequence is going to play out the same again, right? Like the, the right. enemy is going to go a different way. It's just, it's so, so it's, it kind of makes the, it kind of makes the, uh, I think the replayability, it's a bit more fun. Uh, and that dynamic part of the gameplay, I think, is something that also the first game did well, and it's just improved upon in the second game. But yeah, but one one thing I always oh yeah, just one thing back on stealth games. There's one thing I always hated about stealth games, um, and this was more of a thing from stealth games in the past, like the Splinter Cells, like where you get caught and then the game like kind of like stops. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, reset, yeah. or you know, or there's other stealth games like even Metal Gear where I get caught and I, I'd have a compulsion to restart. I'm like. I, I can't get caught. Like, that's not something. And you know what? I don't really find that fun. <laughs> so yeah. I, I appreciate the efforts that they took um, to make running away an, a viable option and actually an attractive one. Yeah, for um, sure. For sure. W- w- one thing uh, I will mention about the stealth gameplay that I'm, that I'm now running into uh, playing uh, Survivor, which I think is the hardest difficulty available is that you know there are parts of the game is designed in such a way that if you want there are many parts of the game that you can stealth through entirely like many certain uh, combat encounters let's say and there's times where you know you'll you'll, and especially i've noticed this on survivor because the game plays that much harder because the enemies are stronger your health is lower there's less resources you, you end up resorting to stealth a lot more and it's good if you don't get caught and if you can make it through a sequence without um you know somebody detecting you so then i'll you know what's happening is i'll go through the sequence i'll feel really fucking like a badass about my stealth because you know like you said like you said the first time around i was kind of like i caught and i'd you know get into a combat encounter but it's satisfied at the same time if i make the stealth sequence work so well that i never get discovered Sure. Uh, and I make it to like the end of this particular area. And then this, ha- I've noticed this happens every fucking time at the end of these sequences, there's almost always a fucking door that's like stuck. <laughs> and so <laughs> you run over to it and you press square, triangle, and you're holding it and you're trying to open it. And naturally that takes some time. And while that's happening, if you didn't kill everybody, cause you can just, you know, you can get past people. Oh, interesting. They, they, they detect you almost always. And it's kind of like, well, why did I just put all this effort into this stuff? I felt like a badass getting through this. And then I just, I, I I'm forced 
almost into a combat encounter. I'm forced to get detected because I have to get mm. up and open this door and it takes 10 seconds and then I'm in seat. Interesting. I'm interested to see if I run into that same issue or not. Um, I haven't as of yet, but I'm only getting on to day two of Seattle. So we'll see it. We'll see how that goes for me. Um, but, but anyways, kind of to fast forward a little bit, um, Ellie kind of, uh, you know, Ellie and Dina, um, spend a lot of time going through Seattle. They get ambushed at some point. They find some cover, do a whole bunch of things, you go to some yeah. buildings, you meet some yeah. people. Hey, it's great. <laughs> Good times. Well, and you, and you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of gameplay. Like you said, yeah. the game is 25 hours. We could be here for fucking forever if we were to talk yeah. about everything. We well, just kind of want to hit. We, yeah. we, <laughs> we, we want to hit and talk about things that are actually important because going over plot points, um, everybody will get that playing the game. Really, we just want to talk about the interesting bits that this game brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, on that, you know, there's there's tons of things that happen in in the game up to the point we're going to get to, um, but it's all kind of, um, you know, it's it's still this revenge journey that's happening, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't taken. There's a lot of character moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there's character moments between uh, not Abby, uh, 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 Ellie Dina? and Ellie, Ellie and Dina and mm-hmm. Dina and Jesse and. Uh, 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 you know, there, there's some flashbacks between yeah. other people. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's it's a lot of that stuff. It's your standard Naughty Dog stuff. It's all it's all really good, all really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that Naughty Dog does incredibly well, uh, and they continued to just make it even better in this game, um, is work on the quiet moments, um, the moments between. Uh, doing the killing <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the the real character moments between people and they make them interactive and so there's this one scene in this game and i think everybody knows in the first game if you've played it there's the draft scene and this draft scene was like really incredible it's like a really emotional moment you get to salt lake city you first get mm-hmm. there uh and you see signs all over the place for the zoo well you get to one part that overlooks this giant field and there's like a field full of like giraffes mm-hmm. and even one comes up to the building you're in. And I think Ellie gets to pet it. And it's just mm-hmm. this real quiet moment. That's like yeah. really just interesting and, and, and just kind of makes you go, Whoa, that's really, that, that is really something. Um, and you're like, I, there's really no moment like it in this game, but the, the, the closest. And I, and I think it's, potentially even more impactful is this museum scene that happens. And um, let's, let's, let's get into this a little bit because I, I found this scene incredibly interesting. And what was your take? So I thought the scene was very cool. This is what, again, one of the things that the game does really well, you know, as you're progressing through Seattle at various points, there's these various flashbacks that tell you more about the kind of the story and, and what, or I guess what's transpired in the last four years um, since the first game and yeah like you said you're kind of there's this scene uh, I think it's like Ellie's birthday and, and Joel and Ellie are kind of traversing uh, this kind of forest um, and they make their way to this museum I'd, I'd probably say Ellie's about what 15 at this point 16 yeah, it's, it's, it's probably like a year or two after the events yeah. of the first game so I think that's right and um, I, I think it was a pretty cool sequence you know there's there's one point where um, you know, uh, 
as as Ellie and Joel are making their way to this museum, you know, it's and, and Ellie doesn't know where she's going. They kind of come across this like big statue of a dinosaur. And Ellie's like, "Holy shit, that's a fucking dinosaur!" And you basically get to like crawl the dinosaur, <laughs> crawl up the dinosaur's Ellie and jump off, which is just a really cool sequence. I bet you can get through that sequence without having done that. I mean, I did the same thing, but I I, I went I. It seemed like I, I stumbled upon something cool uh, going up the dinosaur, but maybe not. That's maybe, how I thought yeah. about it. Um, and then they kind of, you know, you you go into the museum with Joel and Ellie. There's, and then you know, you're exploring various parts of the museum. There's one probably other cool part of the sequence that we should talk about. I think I know which one you'd probably want to chat about, but I'm going to leave it to you. Huh. Okay. It's, well, actually, uh, even before this... Uh, one thing that's interesting is that uh, as they're walking to the the the, muse- the, or the dinosaur, as, as we know right now, um, is that Joel pushes her in the water. And we find out Ellie can swim now. Yeah, Thank yeah, God. Which, which you couldn't um, do in the first game. That's true. She couldn't do it in the first game. There was actual game mechanics built around the fact that she couldn't swim, where you'd have to like push her little raft around and uh, put her on it. And it was it was really weird. I mean, it was kind of cool, I guess. But it was, it was just a very bizarre kind of mechanic. <laughs> um, and they really opened up swimming uh, in this game. And so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... The, this, that's that's a very good point. Uh, the sequence I was talking about is a sequence where <laughs> you get you get into uh, this uh, kind of you know mock spaceship or something, if you will, uh, and and uh, Joel gives Ellie this tape, which she plays her tape player, which is kind of this. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, a, it's, like, a, it's a it's a it's a shuttle launch. It's a shuttle launch for like I don't, I don't know which one specifically, but it's a shuttle launch. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't um, think it matters. It's a, and, it's and, a, and, a takeoff and, and yeah, and the takeoff sequence and kind of Ellie kind of puts in her headphones, and listens to it, and kind of imagines as if she's going up to space. And it's just a really again, it's one of these things that Naughty Dog does so well. Like it has nothing to do with the you know this revenge story really. And there's there, the gameplay is very. I mean, minimal, it, I mean, it does because it enhances the relationship. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So sure. you know their relationship was strained, but you also find out that their relationship at times was really, really good. Um, oh, yeah, where for sure. you know Joel was like this tremendous kind of dad figure, and you know found this museum. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know exactly where they are. Um, but took her there, knew she'd love it, and you know set up this whole kind of experience for her. Um, and I think that was really, really stuck with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it just kind of enhances that relationship. And kind of, I think it tried to make it, what it's trying to do is trying to make you feel more for Joel and to um, really get your sense, get get you on the same page as to where Ellie is um, mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, does it succeed at least a little bit for sure Um, I definitely felt the bond even more and it made me kind of miss Joel um, as a character I thought he you know he's he's a very compelling character he's interesting he's 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 a very quiet guy but you know he's he's a guy who means what he says and says what he means Um, and then you know but he also has kind of a a bit of a poetic gentle soul and uh, that comes out every every once in a while and uh you know, I, I, I miss that character, and 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 it was a good reminder of what they what they used to have. 
Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a a, a really good sequence, and certainly kind of can, kind of helps the player kind of get a sense of uh, you know what's transpired between these two characters, and certainly you know as and now with Joel's death, looking back at this, you realize what a great guy he is and how much he cares for Ellie, uh, and tells you more about what their relationship. Um, so yeah, I think it was a great sequence. I wouldn't say that it, I think the giraffe sequence in the first game, top, in my mind, tops basically anything in the second game because it's just so uh, like unique at the time. I think it was amazing, um, but it was fair. a really cool sequence that I, I like. I, I do really like all of the flashbacks um, uh, in the game, and so this was a really cool sequence. But let's you know, given you know, I think we still got quite a bit to cover. We may have to fast forward here a little bit, but. Uh, the game kind of returns back to present day, um, as we said, with Ellie, and you're going through different days in Seattle, kind of making your way through and meeting kind of various uh, characters and some of these people that um, did this to Joel. Um, and Ellie just goes on this rant. She basically just murders fucking everybody. Uh, and, and eventually she, um, she she's unable to find Abby and she makes her way kind of back to the theater and is with Tommy, um, who she finds, and Jesse and Dina. And the game cuts to the sequence where, you know, Ellie hears some commotion outside of the theater and she kind of runs out and Abby's there, shoots Tommy, shoots Jesse. And the game like cuts to black. And then what happens? Right. And this was, you know, kind of, this is what they do, man. They, they throw you for a loop. And, you know, where we talked about in that first game when, you know, Joel gets injured, you know, he gets shot and, mm-hmm. and, and Ellie has to take care of him and, and you take over as Ellie. Yeah. Um, well, they do something, an, an interesting switcheroo in this one too. Um, you mean, you've already played as Abby before, but get ready. You're, you're, you're in for the long run with Abby uh, because you've, you pretty much just switch over. You reset to day one of Seattle. So there's mm-hmm. three days that Ellie went through, mm-hmm. and now you've reset uh, to day one, and you're starting as Abby. Um, so basically, you're seeing the other side of the coin. Um, everything that's happening, you saw everything that happens from Ellie to get her up through to Seattle to find mm-hmm. Abby, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing how does Abby get catch up to this yeah. point? What had happened? I find it interesting. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice, and I know a lot of people hated it. A lot of people did not want to play Abby. Like, we are playing as the person who killed Joel. Like, yeah. We fucking love Joel, and now we have to play as this bitch who killed him? Now, and, and, I, and I'll, one thing I'll say, just, just to chime in here, is that uh, obviously very intentional. The game wants you to kind of see... Um, the difference in perspective um, and learn more about this other person, Abby, and what her motivations are. Uh, and really, what I think they're trying to get to is that it's not really about good guys and bad guys in this. Is that, yeah, you know, everybody has their own life experience. And you may look at Abby and say she's bad, but you know, she's going off of the context of her life. And in her life, Joel was bad. Um, we come to find that Abby or um, Joel killed her father. Which was, um, turns which was, out the, which was one of the doctors, right? That was turn, Turns out the doctor, the, the doctor that was in the emergency room uh, was the lead surgeon. And mm-hmm. uh, the one Joel killed or, you know, he's the one that 
Joel makes you shoot in the face if you don't press anything. Um, (laughs) And uh, so you find out that's her dad. Um, And so she's on her own. She was on her own revenge mission, Mm -hmm. you know, um, revenge accomplished. You know, she she got Joel. She didn't she didn't pursue Ellie any further. She know, she didn't Uh pursue Tommy. It wasn't really about that. She just wanted revenge on the guy who killed her dad. Um, And even as playing as Ellie or as Abby, you um, even go through some sequences of flashbacks with her and her dad. Right. Uh, before he was killed, um, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. And it, it, I think it was somewhat successful in making you connect with her character a little bit. Um, I'm yeah. not saying a whole ton. I'm not saying Abby's as compelling, you know, as, as Ellie and Joel, but I, I didn't hate her story. Um, no, I think I the think fact her, that yeah. I don't, I think she's incredibly flawed. Um, like hell, every, <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody in this story is, you know? Yeah, and so I, I mean, I, I think that the game did a really good job of, you know, I, I so so one thing we should mention is that I don't know about you, but when I got to like day day three as Ellie and I made it to this point, I get back to the theater, I'm like, shit, am I at the end of the game? Because it felt like so like, even though it was like twelve or thirteen hours at that point that you complete day three with Ellie, the game just like there's so much happens, and so it's almost right. kind of like exhausting. it's very it's very dense, you know. Yeah, there's it, a lot that happens. It's very. Yeah you know, you're always holding your breath at some point, yeah. you know, trying to survive. And so that just kind of in your brain, I think it makes it just uh, time just kind of dilates. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and like, and, and then you, and then, and then you get, you get to this point and then it's like, holy shit. Now I'm playing as Abby. And like, that's another ends up being another like 10 or 15 hours. And the game is just, it is. It's it like, is wait, I'm like, wait, am I going to play? from day one through yeah. day three as yeah. Abby? Yeah, and yeah. the answer is yes. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and yeah, you're right. They do, they do do a good job. It's very intentional. They do a good job of kind of, I think, humanizing Abby. Um, and uh, t- like you said, telling more about her story and her motivations and why she wanted revenge on Joel, which is very evident, right? Joel killed her father, as you said. Um, and she also gets like, completely ripped can we just talk about that for a second she gets just like she gets you know she she goes on this mission to become kind of a i wouldn't say like a soldier but she goes to become you know she wants to become oh, she tough. is definitely a, she is definitely a soldier for sure um you know she they pretty much have a facility you know where they work out it it, it is very mil- militaristic um mm-hmm. in nature and and so yeah she is a soldier um she's a soldier for the wlf yeah, and and so so basically, you you go through these three days in Seattle now as Abby, um, and you at some at some, one part we want to talk a little bit about is you get uh, there's this other f- kind of faction named what, mm. what are they named again, Dave? They are the Seraphites, or the, as they call them, Scars. So like you scars, know them yeah. as Scars for like the first fifteen hours of the game. Yeah, and they're like, oh no, Seraphites, and and. Um, these the, the the WLF and the and the scars we'll call them for now kind of they naturally they don't get along um, and Abby is part of WLF uh, and, and at some point she gets captured uh, and is kind of almost kind of being tortured is going to be killed and these two uh, scars uh, Lev uh, and Yara essentially end up I think unintentionally Yara Yara Yara, Yara is captured. Um, so you're captured, you're captured along with Yara and then one of the the main Seraphites that are, that are taking you, they're like, okay, they're 
for some reason breaking her arm as they say clip her wings so oh, they just take yeah, a yeah, yeah. take a hammer to her arm yeah, um, yeah and yeah. absolutely shatter it um yeah. and lev comes and saves the day and and shoots the seraphite in the face with an arrow yeah. um enabling and, and freeze abby so even though that she's wlf and i think lev even knows that um they're like you know hey live and let live and um you know i think that really had kind of a little bit of an impact on abby like they didn't have to save me and she felt kind of um responsible yeah. to you know make sure that they were okay yeah, and um, so what sure. happens is, is they they uh, you know she they end up kind of escaping, uh, and I think Abby kind of leaves Lev and Yara and kind of helps them a little bit, but kind of wants to continue on her mission, which I think she's trying to find Owen in, in the Seattle Aquarium. Uh, but right. she the next day kind of she begins to feel kind of guilty, wants to check on them, um, and finds them, and I think Yara is not doing well, so they kind of go on and this kind of mission to you know, find supplies and medicine and things to be able to perform surgery on Yara. Uh, and so, you know, again, this is another classic example of kind of, uh, you know, taking this character, Abby, who we hate at the beginning and kind of humanizing her and realizing right. that, you know, she's not a terrible person she, uh, and she's going out and kind of, um, you know, she's helping uh, her enemy, essentially. She's helping her enemy, right? Yeah. She's forming an alliance and helping these, the, this, this group, the scars of Seraphites are supposed to be your em- enemy. Um, and she builds kind of a relationship with these two characters uh, over time. Right. And, uh, you know, she really starts bonding with Lev uh, for the most part over this over this journey to go to the hospital to get the supplies so they could amputate her arm because her arm is so fucked up that it's just it's probably going to get gangrenous and shit yeah, and just kind of yeah. like fall off and infect her entire body. So like, all right, we got to cut this damn thing off. They're like, OK, we're going to go. And there's this whole like sky bridge sequence and it's very long and it's very arduous, like yeah. getting across these buildings and. Um, but it's like kind of like a it's it's very the game is very deliberate when it tries to do some of these things like it really extends these at these uh survival sequences like mm-hmm. to say you know mm-hmm. um especially with like infected like as you're making your way down that building like the sky bridge is one thing there's tons yeah. of infected and you just go down floor by floor by floor and it's so exhausting and you get to this like even boss guy who's like this amalgamation oh, yeah, yeah. of every single infected yeah. there has ever been the it's titled the rat king um and you can you can get a you can use the model viewer and and purchase that after the game <laughs> and look at and, and look at it and all the it's disgusting king in all its disgusting glory it's very detailed um that, that was actually a really cool boss fight but that, that was um, a cool boss fight yeah and that that sequence but one thing that, that that all reminds me of is man this game i i know we we mentioned we talked about it later i think it's worth mentioning to, to, to kind of build on your point davis this is a we talked about it a little bit this is a really long game uh, it's and, long. and it's and it's and to your point i think it's kind of exhausting i felt that the first game just to com- do a little bit of comparison i feel like the first game was paced very tightly uh i don't rem- you know there weren't many sequences that i felt kind of were very drawn out i feel like uh, there, was- there were but not to this extent okay and not to this extent and this much game has much more forgivable and it was done and again it was done for the same purpose right it was very deliberate uh, mm-hmm. to make you feel kind of beaten down and yeah. be like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That That's the feeling they want you to have. They, the characters are pretty much saying in the game what you're feeling as well. They're yeah. like, we got to get out of this building. And you're like, yeah, 
yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so a a bunch transpires with kind of the Seraphites and, you know, I don't know if we need to go into a ton of detail about that. Um, Not really. But, but but eventually um, you, you know, make your way to the end of day three as, as Abby uh, and you kind of get back to this point, uh, the point of the story that you had just theater, but to the theater um, where you had ended day three with Ellie uh, and you go through this, I would say this kind of, you know, the, the, one of the most painful boss fights um, I think I've ever experienced in a game <laughs> uh, is where you're playing as Abby and the boss is Ellie, which is just, it's, it's so crazy. It's just incredibly yeah. bold that Naughty Dog would even have the balls to do this. Um, because <laughs> here's, here's this character that's like, you know, you, you've known and loved um, that you played as in the first game, that you're now as your main character in the second game, or so, so you think. Uh, and now you're playing as Abby as a boss fight against Ellie. I mean, what did you think of the sequence? Yeah, I it started. And I'm like, oh my god, are we really doing this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or is this what we're doing? Fuck you, Naughty Duck. And and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, fuck you for for toying with my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I just kind of took it at what, as what it was, and it's very reminiscent of the boss fight from the first game. Um, against one of the cannibals, uh, this guy you kind of befriend for a little bit, but it turns out he's kind of creepy and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're playing as Ellie in in uh, in Colorado, I believe, and uh, you know you have to sneak around and kill him. And basically, basically, you're doing the same thing as Abby. You're sneaking around this base, this theater basement, around theater props and whatnot, and trying to get the jump on Ellie. And I will say, Ellie is a formidable foe. You know, she. Uh, she doesn't take shit. She will. If she sees you, she will shoot the fuck out of you. Um, so yeah, it was. It was. It was brutal. It was a. It was a brutal fight, and I was glad when it was over, and I was glad that Ellie lives. Um, yeah. And you know, no. You know, Abby didn't take her revenge out completely. She's just like you know, again, live and let live. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh- why at this point she let her live unclear but yeah. uh she did yeah. and especially because she ends up you know uh, the, the abby's posse let's just call them abby's group of kind of friends and, and uh, people in the wlf ellie kills basically all of them uh, but she totally. decides to, to let ellie, and i think part of the reason that she lets ellie live is that lev who's with her kind of I think she's built a relationship with him and he and I remember at some point he prompts her to stop because she's about to like just oh, the shit yeah, Ellie. Yeah, um, yeah. and she listens to him, to, to Lev. And so, yeah, it, it was a very kind of uncomfortable uh, kind of gameplay sequence. One of the things I liked about this um, sequence is there's a point at which you're, uh, you know, you're in this kind of struggle where after you've, you know, at played as Abby, you've kind of hit Ellie once or you've kind of got, got the jump on her once and the camera, I don't know if you remember this, but like you're you're mashing on square triangle doing one of these quick time sequences. And the camera basically changes perspective um, mm-hmm. and kind of does this flash. And now you're kind of seeing that same perspective from Ellie's. And, and you're like hitting square, but now you're Ellie. It's, and, it, and then it goes back to Abby. It's a really cool sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, like you said, they, uh, Abby let Ellie live. Fast forwards. I don't know how much later it is, but... Uh, I'd probably say months. Uh, it would have to be months. Months, probably. Uh, so, so basically, Ellie and Dina have kind of 
left the the this kind of uh, town in Jackson, have kind of found this this farmhouse, and are and also one thing that we didn't mention is that at some point in the game, you find out Dina's pregnant, um, but with, with Jesse's kid, and she has the kid, and so it's you know, but Jesse dies <laughs> because Abby kills right. him, uh, and uh, Abby, not Abby, sorry, there's so many characters, Ellie, Dina um have kind of now live in this house and they have uh this kid they have, jj they, have, they, they they've got a little family they, they've got uh, a little they, family they, they, they live together they got a little baby and, they got a farm uh, and a little it's very picturesque it's very yeah. cute uh and, she's singing to the baby calling yeah. him a potato it's all very lovely and and naughty dog also they've done sequences like this where it's like mm-hmm. hey you know you finish the game and you have this kind of well, it's very reminiscent of the end of Uncharted Four when you right. have that quiet moment with um, yeah. uh, their daughter. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, and so you assume at this point that the you you kind of learn a little bit about what's happening in Ellie's life now, right? Like she's kind of settled down, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think Tommy visits her at some point and says, "Hey, uh, you know, we we think we know where where Abby is." Blah blah blah. And she doesn't seem to be at the time, at least as super interested in going, but she's having these like flashbacks. I think they shoot these flashbacks. So she's having these, yeah. she's, she's still haunted by Joel's death uh, and that she wasn't really able to find uh resolution. Right. Um, she mm-hmm. wasn't able to get Abby. And so, um, but you, but you think, Hey, here's this end sequence. The game's going to be over. Right. Yeah, um, I figured the game was done. I'm like, we, I, we are done. Uh, this game, is how yeah. it ends. I'm, 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 content yeah totally. with it ending here at least they're alive and they're somewhat happy right. and you know maybe the story can continue in a sequel or something uh but i'm i'm, I'm good right here we're good right right and exactly exactly right and then what happens right why are you saying right like right times? <laughs> <laughs> i was asking you to answer the answer is no no, not right. Because uh, she find she's like, you know what? And Ellie's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, and I'm going to go hunt down Abby. You're like, what? And she's like, where's Abby? Santa Barbara. I'm just going to go to Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that sequence. Um, so yeah, I think the game should have been over, but the game continues. And at this point, I'm just kind of like, oh my fucking god, this is the longest game. I mean, I just never expected the game to be this long. Um, and you basically play as Ellie, you're now, fast forward to you've arrived in Santa Barbara and you're now, uh, on the, on the the hunt for Abby. Mm -hmm. You end up kind of, some, some cool gameplay, some cool gameplay settings, uh, or kind of encounters. And a great gun. There was a great, like, silenced MP5 that was just, uh, just absolutely destroyed. Yeah, I love that thing. And we only fun. get it in this like last sequence. Yeah, and super fun to use. Uh, and uh, you end up kind of uh, finding Abby. Abby's been captured by this group and kind of been tortured and starved. So she looks really different when you come across her as Ellie. But anyways, you get to Abby um, and, you know, Ellie ends up freeing Abby uh, and who then ends up freeing Lev, who's also there with Abby. Uh, and then you kind of have this this the sequence where you're kind of like, okay, it's, it's time. Finally, this uh, the <laughs> game is going to, the culmination of the game, you're going to play as Ellie and you're going to just kill. Like, like, okay. Maybe, maybe this is a redemption story that, yeah. you know, Ellie gets down there and you know what? She's like, you know what? 
this girl's actually had a really fucking hard life. And maybe they might have a discussion as to why Abby was hunting it down. Maybe they could find some kind of resolution together. Maybe they could find some kind of understanding um, and, and put an end to this, you know, needless violence against each other. Um, and that was what I was hoping for. Um, instead, Ellie says, I can't let you this. Yeah, I can't let you leave. And then they, they, you kind of have this sequence. And Abby's uh, like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Abby's like, actually, I'm not going to fight you. Like, she's like, you know, she's probably been starved for weeks. She and like, honestly, my reaction was, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, uh, and that's the thing. It's <laughs> like, you know, I, the things that like Naughty Dog does so well, which is, you know, all the, the emotionality stuff and um, the dialogue and, and, and character motivations and things like that. And I feel they really dropped the ball here. Um, there was there was a place for these people to finally level with each other. They, they've beaten each other down to their lowest levels. Um, they've lost everything. But, but Both of them have lost everything. I, I'm and, with you, but I but I think that if they that that was probably what most of the the players would have expected to happen, and I feel like Naughty Dog is just kind of like you know what we're just this game is just a game of constant some, twists and turns and throwing I what know, your, your but, expectations out the wayside. Yeah, but sometimes those expectations are there because they'd be a good thing, um, and just like ripping it up and and just doing something completely off the wall or, or unexpected isn't necessarily the best choice. It's an unexpected choice, but it's not necessarily a good one. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, it didn't really necessarily make narrative sense. I, I would have loved to have seen the moment where they talked about, you know, the doctor, uh, mm-hmm. that is, is her father and, and, and to realize maybe to Ellie realize, Oh my God, uh, maybe you're not as bad as I thought, or, you know, I under like, I, I didn't know. And you might just say, I didn't know. And, and, and it doesn't matter. I still wanted to kill you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to see that interaction happen and that we never got any of that kind of payoff uh, between these characters. All we got between these characters was violence. I, I, I still, I still think that that would have been so kind of safe and expected for those characters to have that dialogue. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, but I, feel I, like I don't, was- I don't, I'm not saying it needed to wrap up tidy in a conversation. I just wanted to see a bit of that conversation at least take place. You know, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I think that's also why, again, this game is from a story perspective is so divisive is because, you know, you kind of like get to the end of the game and you're like, shit, like what just happened? Was it all worth it? Um, and, and some of the, there isn't necessarily, again, like resolution that happens, uh, in the story, right? It's just kind of like the game just ends kind of like the first game in a sense. Um, in a sense, but just like it, it ends with everybody having lost everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, Ellie loses some fingers and you find out she can't play guitar and it's just like, I don't know. It almost seemed, um, a little bit ham fisted in the way that it's like doling out the punishment for the, for the decisions made um it's like yeah okay we get it yeah violence is bad and and you shouldn't revenge is pointless and blah 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 um but it's just felt a little heavy-handed i i i hear you i think one thing that was so like just to tell the audience a little bit about what happens right ellie and, and abby fight um ultimately ellie lets abby go and she goes on her way um and this and this is the 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 girl the, like the really the first game really ended it even though it was kind of this this um you know there's this 
that the ending, right, where Joel's kind of lying to Ellie about what transpired with the fireflies, the game kind of ended on with some set of hope, right? Like, hey, they've, they've, they're both alive, they've made it, um, and they're going to, to see, uh, visit Jackson and, and build a life there. The second game ends and you're just kind of like, it's just depressing, right? It really yeah. is kind of depressing and sad. There's no optimism. It's just, it's just, a, nothing it's just a bummer. It's just a bummer. And like the whole thing, like, you know, Abby bites off Ellie's fingers, I think, or something, right? And then like, yep. you know, naturally the guitar mechanic in the game, you're trying, you know, you, add, you, you get back to the farm after this encounter with Abby and you pick up the guitar to play Future Days by Pearl Jam, which is a song that's in the game and it's a great song, acoustic version. And like mm-hmm. now, because her fingers are cut off, she cannot play the song well. And it's like, it's super depressing. It's like, and that's how the game yeah. ends. <laughs> and, and then I all like, I can think of is, well, she can learn to play left-handed. I, I, I saw a bunch of people write about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she will and maybe that'll happen. So yeah, look, I think that the, the game... Uh, first off, the game was amazing. A ton of care and detail put into it. Uh, very, very improved gameplay. Um, but the story, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to knock the the writers uh, and and the, and the developer in any way. I think that the there was a lot of attention to detail put in the story. It was a very interesting, and unique story to tell in a game. Um, but I, you know, like, you know, I, again, like, I think after the, the entire game, you just feel kind of exhausted and it's like, you know, what was this all for? Whereas yeah. I feel like the first game was my much kind of tighter, unique story. And it's just, I just think the first game can't be topped in terms of narrative. Yeah. And after that first game, like I could not wait to play it again. And, and I knew I was going to play it at least like five times. Like, I, I just knew <laughs> it. It was a dud of like, this is, this is going to happen. And I, pretty much when I finish this one, I'm like, I, I will play it again um, on a harder difficulty, but that's probably where I'm going to stop. Um, I don't feel the need to go back and revisit these characters again. I don't feel they're as compelling this time around. I don't feel as connected uh, to these characters this time around. Um, so I, I, did I, I, I enjoyed it from a, you know, a mechanics perspective. I, I enjoyed a lot of the set pieces. Graphics were great. Sounds great. Uh, so many, so many great things of this, but the, the, the lasting feeling that you get just wasn't the same. It, it just feels a little bit more empty. It, it doesn't quite yeah. have the same resonance that that first game had. And, uh, you know, I, I just can't shake that feeling. Yeah. And I, 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 one thing I will say though, so I agree with all of those points. So one thing I will say though, is that the first game, was you know there were times that people that you know when the game was getting reviewed they were calling it like the citizen kane of video games like the story i think is actually one of the best stories ever told in video game the first one so to, to be to be able to top that i think with a sequel is just almost impossible i really think it is like to, to be able to tell a that good of a story as they told in the first game and make and, and have it be such a tight story as they did in, in the first game i think it's imp- almost impossible yeah, um, you're right. You're right. And, for sure. But it, it doesn't kind of change the fact that we all, you know, we're, we're looking forward it to this game for seven years and, and maybe it didn't. Yeah, up. it didn't need to be as impactful as the first one, but it needed, I think, I feel it needed to be impact, more impactful than what it was. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I feel there were some just missing, some real key things missing in the story and uh, to really uh, complete the picture. Um, yeah. I just, I, I just feel there's, there's some spots missing and, and there's some gaps. Um, uh, do I feel it really takes away from it? Eh, 
not really. Um, look, I still have my memories of the first game, and those will never go away. Um, and this didn't need to live up to that. So I, I got out of the game what I what I needed to. I I I wasn't sure what to expect, and you know, I, I really enjoyed what I got out of it. And I, I don't, you know, some people say that you know this killed the 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 series or this uh, this makes the first game feel worse or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's, that's silly. Uh, they, they, they exist on their own. Yeah. They, they share some characters and this is a continuation, but you shouldn't let that, you know, mm-hmm. impact your enjoyment of the, of the first game or, or even this one. I mean, yeah. for fuck's sake, they're entertainment. Just get over, get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's one of the things we should like mention, like that the, the, the reaction um, from players has been so fucking strong. I don't know if, if you see this, least but, but like that, like, you know, Neil Druckmann, who's kind of the game director in Naughty Dog, who's kind of wrote, wrote the story and like some of the actors and actresses that play these various characters are like getting death threats and like all these like, yeah, really the girl, the girl who played Abby is yeah, getting Laura death threats. Bailey, yeah, she's getting death threats and it's just kind of like, it's just, absurd. that's her t- She's getting death threats for taking a job. You know, she didn't create this yeah. character. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't personally kill Joel. Hell, yeah. Joel doesn't even exist. You morons. <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, it's 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 just completely absurd that you know people ca- people care so much about this character Joel. Well, that's what they're pissed about that Joel died and that Abby killed her. That they're like, oh, I'm going to go fucking go find the person that played this character. Like they're like it was their choice, and it's just it's absurd to me. But anyways. I, I think the game overall was a it was a fantastic sequel. I think the story wasn't for everyone, um, but you know I think the game uh, does a lot of things really well. I do agree. I wish there I wish there was just some more resolution in the story that I don't feel like we got. But yeah. you know maybe we'll get that in a sequel. Maybe you know um, we've had. Uh, segments uh, in the show and uh, I'd say they're poor segments because like <laughs> we don't have like good sound bites or anything uh, mm-hmm. we could do that you know I can make a cool uh, sound bite for sequences but I don't, I don't really care um, so you know I, I guess we can bring this one back and, and, the, and the segment is so sequel <laughs> That's do you a- feel we should get a sequel to The Last of Us Part 2 and make a Part 3. Um, is there anything they could do here? I think I think that's the biggest goal. Like, First off, would I welcome a sequel? Like, 100%. Just to be able to play another awesome game from Naughty Dog that's in this world with these characters, 100%. There's, there's no question. I guess my biggest... I just... I don't know. What, what is that story now? Like, what would yeah. it be, right? Like... Abby and Ellie have already kind of encountered each other many times. They've made decisions not to kill each other. Um, I don't see them kind of all of a sudden, you know, an, a light bulb plugs in Ellie's head two years later and they decide, okay, Ellie's now going to go kill Abby. That just, I, I, so I don't know no. what the story would be. I, and it's like, yeah. I think it might be fun to, I don't know, uh, 
maybe look at a different angle of this. You know, you have this whole world, right, of, mm-hmm. of The Last of Us. You know, we, we've seen these characters' stories, and now they've branched it out to a few others. What if they completely branched out and didn't have any recurring stories? Where they said, okay, we've told the story of Joel and Ellie. We've told the story of Abby and Ellie. Now we're going to tell a story of some other dude or something or some person. Or I, I don't know. Uh, they could just take it in a completely different direction, but have it live in that same world mm-hmm. um, and just explore a different um, area that we haven't seen before. Maybe a different country, what's happening in the rest of the world. We don't know. Yeah, that that feels like more of a, a spinoff to me. Uh, than... Well, it kind of is, but, yeah. you know, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. You, you, you didn't call uh, Metal Gear 2 a spinoff um, or Metal Gear Solid 2 even though you had a completely different main character. Um, so that's you know. true. That's true. That's a fair point. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. That, that, yeah. I metal geared you. Ah. You metal geared me. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I think, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. That's my biggest question mark is like, what is the story that Naughty Dog will want to tell this time around? Would it involve Ellie? Would it involve Abby? Would it involve other characters? Um, yeah. Perhaps some characters we, we saw in the first or second game. I don't know. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to be waiting a, a, probably a very long time. If we think about the time span Ooh. between, uh, the first game and the second, right. It was seven, seven years, I think. Uh, so we're going to be waiting a long time for this. fucking. If a sequel ever comes, we'll be waiting a long time for one. How about the last of us colon Bill's town? Billstown. Yeah, actually, that was that was a great sequence from the first game. That would be pretty fun. <laughs> I, I doubt that's what would be called and what the what the subject matter. And, 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 and your whole job is just to survive in this town and like set up traps and just make sure no one comes in, and then like that's, be really cur- really curmudgeony if you talk to anybody. That sounds like a good multiplayer idea. Actually, I know I know that's one of the things you wanted to talk about uh, with the sequel here is that we didn't. I get I, I, I did. Product. Yeah, one of my biggest uh, gripes with this game. Um, is the fact that there is no multiplayer um, multiplayer in the last of us original game was one of my first, one of my favorite uh, multiplayer experiences of the last, you know, decade, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I still feel it holds up. Um, I, I played it not that long ago, actually, like maybe like three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still people playing. Um, yeah. And, and it turns out I, I'm still really good. I was number <laughs> one out of everybody. Uh, nice. I just, I just absolutely destroyed um yeah it, it's just because of the like, the slow methodical pace and the resource management and stuff like that it's not like you know arcade heavy shooters where people are running and jumping and mm-hmm. you know doing sick uh sick snipes you know <laughs> falling falling 20 feet and you know spinning around 360 degrees so they do yeah, call yeah. Duty, assholes it, it, um it's, it's, it's a much, much more methodical game, very yeah. deliberate in what you're doing. And yeah. there's, there's crafting and you have to be, you know, very careful. Um, and you only have so many lives. It was just, it was very well balanced. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And I would have loved to see with like, you know, the technology of today and the graphics and you know, how many players they could have pushed. And, um, you know, maybe they could have done some kind of like survival type of like, uh, you know, kind of a battle royale type of thing, like throw everybody in a city and then put infected in there and you can like, you know, send infected after people like in a building or something like by making noise. And I, I thought there was like really cool ideas that I had in my mind for what like multiplayer would look like in the sequel. And then 
like a couple years ago, they said, yeah, there's no multiplayer. We're not, we're well, not doing well, that. Well, that's, that's actually not what they said, Dave. If you remember, I think that they were trying to do multiplayer. Well, I'm uh, sure they would, but they, they cut it out. Yeah, and, 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 they, and they cut it out and said, look, with like, you know, with what we're trying to deliver, our vision for the game, like we just, we don't have the resources. So I, I my my thinking is that they're actually going to continue to work on the multiplayer and, and do kind of either DLC or kind of a standalone Last of Us Factions game, which was the name of the mode from I would love that if they did that. That would really, it would really make my day. I, I think, uh, you know, especially if they did a lot of, I, I, I get the sense that they did a bunch of work into the multiplayer because, you know, it was a, it was, I think it was very surprising in the first game. I don't think anyone expected, to, like, oh, the multiplayer is going to be. I don't think anyone expected the multiplayer to be good, and it was really good. Um, yeah. There was a dedicated community formed around it, and I think they were working on it, and they ultimately couldn't get everything done they wanted to in the vision of the the game. So I, I have a sense that they're going to potentially bring something back, and maybe you know we're at the end of the PS4 generation. Maybe it'll be maybe there'll be kind of a, a re-release version of the game for PS5 that will come with this new multiplayer mode. Who knows? Ooh, I have I have one other gripe What's about that? this game. Um, and it's kind of weird to put it at the end here, but it's something it's uh, kind of important and the way it ties into the DLC of the first game. Um, you know, so they had, uh, what was it left behind or, yeah. or something like that? Or, yeah. um, and one of the big mechanics there was you could, they put, you know, enemy like human enemies and infected enemies kind of in the same area and you could like pit them against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there were areas you could do that. And I figured in a sequel they were going to do that a lot more. They, they um, did so it a couple of times, but not. They did it a couple of times, but not nearly as much as I thought they would. Yeah, and they actually did it right at the end of The Last of Us Part Two, right? When you're back in, when you're in Santa Barbara and you're going through there, you see like. Yeah, you can free like some that. of them and send them after each other. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, like, but that kind of emergent gameplay <laughs> is really <laughs> interesting to me, and so I like to you know mix it yeah. up by doing stuff like that, like. I think there was one scenario that was in a, um, it was in a subway or something like that. And there, if you, if you go off in a corner, there's actually a clicker that's just sitting there and you can like throw a rock or a bottle and the clicker will just start chasing after the other dudes. And I'm like, all right, let's see who wins. This will be fun. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that was a a good mechanic they put in left behind the DLC. And I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. It was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, I would say, a frequent gameplay mechanic that the player could take advantage of in the sequel, right? It does happen from time to time, um, but it's pretty infrequent. So yeah. I'm with you on that. I, th- I think one other thing that I, and I don't want to harp on it too much, and this might be, there'll be some heavy debate about around this, I think, that like there was a pretty big downgrade uh, in terms of the graphical quality of the game from what we saw, uh, especially in the E3, I think 2018 gameplay sequence versus what we got. I mean, it feels sure. like a significant step down to me in terms of some of the, the animations and kind of the blending between various animations and, and some of the quality of the enemies and the lighting. But, you know, I'm, I, and there's, there's, yeah, I, I just think the PS4 is not capable of doing whatever they showed in e3 in 2000 whatever this is my problem is like this is like why does this exist in the industry where it's like let's show you something because they 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 create they create targets you know and and they they say okay this is what we're shooting for 
Um, and we're going to try to get as close to target as possible. And that's what happened is they, they started doing that and they, they, they got as close as they could. Um, but they run into problems with lighting. And that's, that's the major difference you saw uh, in terms of quality with that video uh, was that you had the seamless lighting. Um, I actually, I'm going to interrupt you here. I actually don't think it's just that. There's a bunch I don't think it's, it's not just the lighting, but that, that's a huge factor in how, it, and how things look. It is a big factor. The, the character models, like they did, the, you know, one of the things in this demo is you kind of run into this Seraphite, one of the, the melee ones who has an axe, and just even mm-hmm. outside of the lighting, which certainly makes the character model different, the model is just like, the model in the E3 video looks like fucking a whole different ball game to me. Like it looks like I, I would agree. It's, it looks really nice, you know, really nice. very fluid, very smooth. Um, and look, this is a great looking game um, is, overall yes, in terms of the PS4 and the life cycle of the PS4. It's a great looking game. There's some app. The environments are absolutely stunning. Um, the weather effects are top notch. I mean, um, just there, there's so many little details, but then it just makes anything that's not outstanding just stand yeah, out that much that's, more. That's um, and so I, I, I'm looking forward to the remaster that will come out on PS5 inevitably um, <laughs> and how close to that target it's going to get. Maybe you'll be happy. So, be so, happy this, so, so this is this is the question, and man, this is the longest podcast we've ever done. Um, totally. Now, but hey, it's a, it's a return. We're coming back. Are the... So, so you know, like if, if you if you've been following Next Gen at all, um, there are certain. I think the Xbox is doing this, but there's questions around. Well, you know, are are there just going to be a single version of some of these games that work on both consoles? So, like, will you have to buy a remaster, or will they just save you an update and it just works on the PS5 and it's it's you know you've got the better graphics and all that? Kind I, of I'm stuff. thinking you're going to see an update, and certain games are going to be paid updates, and certain yeah. games are going to be uh, free. And I, I'd be surprised if Sony charged um, for an update to their games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised for somebody like a. Uh, Ubisoft or an EA to charge mm-hmm. those updates, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, you know, I I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I mean, would I buy this again? Maybe I don't know. I, I think I, I, that's that's the thing. That's my my one uh, point against this is that like you know, Sony and Naughty Dog know the value of this franchise. They can re-release this thing and they'll sell like five to ten million copies, right? No, for like a port. guaranteed. For um, sure. And so, like, do they want to give up that revenue by doing like the the uh, the right thing for their players, the goodwill for players, and say, "Oh, we'll give you a free update instead of." Well, if they're trying to sell consoles, they'll do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, at least, at least initially. So, uh, so look, I, I think that uh, the Last of Us Part Two is an excellent game overall. Uh, certainly, some gripes I think that we both share. In, to the story primarily i think in the narrative um but a ton of attention to detail I mean, naughty dog is is i would say in their finest form when it relates to kind of visuals and gameplay and they're just from a technology of- perspective they're great um yeah. they've just had they've had some issues with the uh, the narrative you know with the um you know they lost bruce straley who is you know mm-hmm. one of the directors of the first game um, and people said that, you know, he kind of grounded Druckmann, you know, he was kind of a counterpoint, like Druckmann just wanted to go depressing as fuck. And Australia mm. would be like, Hey, can we not make it this depressing? Um, <laughs> and so without, I think without that voice, uh, that's why we're left with this super depressing ending. Um, <laughs> that, that felt a little different than the first. Game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
cool. Yeah. So I, so I, I, I think that's it, man. I think we got two hours on this bad boy and, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to cut this thing down, but who knows? Either way, I, I hope it's at least entertaining. You know, we covered a lot of ground. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, just as, as an update, you know, we're not going to be doing these things, um, every week. Uh, we're going to do them as we feel we need to. This is the mm-hmm. best way we feel we can do this, you know, bringing this back during this time. Um, life is still busy and, uh, you know, we don't always get to play all the games we want to. Um, but when we Which feel means- we have something, when we feel we have something to say, we're going to say it. Which means like we did before is like, we're not playing the newest shit. We're going to be going like yeah. talking about games from years ago <laughs> that we like. Or, or we might start talking about more uh, topic based uh, yeah, stuff, sure. you know, like like kind of industry based things. And uh, we yeah. don't have to just like break down a game. We can, we can, we can break down, you know, multiple games or, you know, um, uh, a mechanic or, or something, you know, there, there's all sorts of things we can do with this and it doesn't have to be just based around the newest, greatest games um, or old games that we've played. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll find a way to make this work uh, for us and, and, and for anybody who wants to listen to us. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to figure that out. And, uh, and, and as long as we're entertained and hopefully anybody else is entertained, we'll, we'll continue to do this uh, for as long as we find it interesting. Definitely. I think the, the, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm already curious and trying to think about what our next topic will be and, and uh, when, <laughs> we'll when we'll figure we that out and it'll be a surprise. So uh, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll get that going. So anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. I think you can still find us there at breaking board uh, or on Twitter at breaking board 83. Um, you know, if we start to get some conversations happening, I, I'd love to have that happen. And we, you know, we can revive, uh, these mm-hmm. social media, uh, mm-hmm. touch points here. Um, certainly can. not that, not that we ever had them all that active to begin <laughs> with, but hell, uh, <laughs> but until next time, this has been breaking board. See you later. <laughs>